Alpha Male Entertainment Network. from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar Day. This is a special presentation of the Cigar Dave Show. America at war with the Chinese virus. With the latest intel, here's the Global General Cigar Dave. If you think my anger towards the Chinese Communist Party has subsided, think again. I am hotter and more perturbed than ever. Coming out now that the virus escaped from a supposed level four laboratory in Wuhan. Have some very interesting information on that, including a, in, an intriguing documentary from the Epoch Times that we will get to. But as always, let's try to start on a positive note. But before I do that, let me as always extend to you my long ash greetings and salutations, a long ash snappy salute, semper delictatio. Always pleasure, even in lockdown. It is your global five-star general and alpha male-in-chief coming to you from Command Center Alpha. As always, wherever you may be, we welcome you. Make sure you grab a cigar, have a libation, throw a steak on the grill, make sure you have all your proper accoutrements. You can still enjoy pleasure on lockdown. Although certain states, prohibition has been enacted. Pennsylvania, one of them, will tell you about that. And the WHO, the World Health Organization. Actually, we should change it to the WHFO, the World Health Farcical Organization, suggest Europeans be prohibited from buying the sauce, from buying booze, from buying libations and spirits, wine, beer during lockdowns. Those guys are a real bunch of winners. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But as always, don't forget, follow me social media. Go to CigarDave.com. Upper right-hand corner, social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, but uh, Facebook, Twitter, primary. Twitter is at Cigar Dave Show. Facebook is Cigar Dave. Let's start with some good news, shall we? After these three, four weeks of lockdowns, this is a classic. Talk about the greatest generation, World War II. WW2. A 99-year-old British World War II veteran decided to stay active in lockdown after breaking his hip 18 months ago. 99-year-old Captain Tom Moore and his daughter decided that they would do something to keep Captain Moore active and at the same time raise money for British health workers. So, what did they do? Well, he decided that he was going to walk on behalf, with his walker, on behalf of the health workers. And it started out with his daughter, 
Hannah Ingram Moore saying, I will give you a pound. One pound, that is a money denomination, British pound, not as in weight, for every length that you do. And if you do 100 by your 100th birthday, that'll be 100 pounds. Well, every day, armed with his walker, he decided he would do enough lengths in the path of his 50-yard-long house to finish the challenge in time for his birthday at the end of the month. But... What started off as just a little challenge turned out to be a huge fundraising venture. They started a Just Giving page, tried to raise 1,000 pounds. Well, once the media got a hold of this, they have raised now a huge amount of money. They first set a target of 5,000 pounds. Then it was up to 50,000 pounds then 250,000 pounds. Now they've raised 18 million pounds in 11 days. That is 22 million U.S. dollars, which is absolutely incredible, unbelievable. The greatest generation does it once again. And during the war, Captain Moore served with the British Army in uh, India and Burma went on to become an instructor at the Armored Fighting Vehicle School, and now he has raised $22 million for uh, the National Health Service, Socialized Medicine in Britain. Don't get me started on that, but think about this for a second. Greatest generation, 99 years old, World War II veteran. His daughter gave him a challenge. It goes global, it goes viral, and he raises $22 million. So a long-ass snappy salute to British captain, Tom Moore. I'm sure Mick the Brit was all over this. Now, let's talk about another person who is, I think we could call part of the greatest generation. 93-year-old Olive Varanasi from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now, you may not know 93-year-old Olive Varanasi, but I guarantee you probably saw her picture. Earlier this week, a picture of a woman while in lockdown, while in her home, had a can of Coors beer in one hand and a sign in another with the message, I need more beer, exclamation point, written on it. Well, lo and behold, Coors, this goes global again, goes viral. Coors, Miller Coors or Molson Coors saw that. They decided to deliver 150 Coors Light beers to Olive Varanasi's home on Monday, and Molson Coors confirmed the gift in a statement saying when we saw Olive's message, we knew we had to jump at the chance to not only connect with someone who brought a smile to our faces during this pandemic, but also give us a special opportunity to say thanks for being a Coors Light fan. 93 years old, and Olive enjoys her Coors Light, her brewskis, more power to her, a fantastic story. And it gets better. As I've always stated, cigar connoisseurs, alphas, We don't need to be asked or need to be told, look, can you do this fundraiser? Will you do this? Can you give? We just do it. Perfect case in point. Alan Rubin over at Alec Bradley Cigars. They make many of their cigars in Honduras. So at the Racist Cubana Factory, Honduras, which is on a lockdown for non-essential businesses, such as cigar factories, The citizens of Honduras have only been allowed out of their homes in segments based upon identification numbers. This has made obtaining essential items 
very difficult. Food, hygiene products. Honduras, not exactly the United States of America. It is a relatively poor country. Actually, cigar rolling jobs happen to be a pretty decent job, good pay, and all the cigar manufacturers treat their employees very well. Well, Alan Rubin and the folks at Alec Bradley decided that they needed to do something for all those great people who are responsible for rolling their their great cigars in Honduras. They determined that they were going to feed 700 families of four, so 2,800 people during the 30-day lockdown. So Danley, Honduras, which is where the racist Cubanas factory is, they set up a, they were able to purchase food from a local food distributor, eggs, rice, corn, beans, oil, sugar, hygiene products, you name it. And the factory workers came in and they were given food. They've been lining up, getting their food. And another great humanitarian gesture by a group of Cigar connoisseurs, cigar entrepreneurs, Alan Rubin, Alec Bradley Cigars, all of them, the racist Cubana factory, they decided we are going to do something for our workers. The people who make the great cigars that you enjoy, they decided we are going to do something. And they have done it. So 700 families of four are being food and any workers that cannot pick up the supplies, the factory making arrangements to deliver the food directly to them. And they do have some older workers who have been working for them for many, many years, no longer with the factory. They are getting taken care of as well. So, Alan Rubin, congratulations. Nice job to all the folks at Alec Bradley Cigars. A great venture. And again, we are all going through tough times right now, whether it is having to stay at home, whether it is people that have lost their jobs, people suffering financially. There's a lot of uncertainty. People are getting stir-crazy staying at home. Yet, there's still tremendous acts of good deeds that are being done. Not by the damn Chinese communist bastards, that's for sure. And I'll get to those clowns, those SOBs, in just a bit. You know how I feel about those jerks, and I'm being very, very polite. Otherwise, I'd really explode on President Xi Jinping of China, not the Chinese people, but the Communist Chinese Party. Big problem. Here's another great story. Everybody needs face masks. So a Utah mom, now this this really surprises me coming from Utah. A Utah mother decided that she was going to create a very unique mask and make a fashion statement to remind people to kindly back the F up, as she was quoted. Mindy Vincent worked to churn out masks for some friends and decided that once she started posting pictures about these masks, they went viral. What are the masks? Basically, it is... They're a mask with unique pictures, depictions of... as. Mick the Brit would say in Britain, the male tallywacker, men's penises on this mask. Now, this comes from Utah. I mean, they're still in the third century in Utah. So go figure. But Mindy Vincent decided, you know what? I'm going to make these. I will sell these. It, she said it's crazy. It's just unbelievable. 
So she is already making these masks. She has sold 5,500 of the masks. She has raised $56,000 for charity. She said the money's going to go to the Syringe Exchange Nonprofit Utah Harm Reduction Coalition, saying it's great to see so many people supporting our cause. It will help so many people. She posted about her hashtag Project Penis Mask on Facebook last week. Next thing you know, hundreds of thousands of people like, they share it. And she sells, she's already sold 5,500 of these masks, $20 per mask. And she said the, she is totally overwhelmed by all the love and support that we're receiving. Again, leave it to Americans. In a time of a pandemic, a time of national emergency, the American spirit, the entrepreneur spirit is alive and well. I just received word that Captain Paul of Colvin Cleaners, they are using their tailors to make masks. And they're doing, I think somebody said, if you, I think for every two you buy, they're giving one to a, the health uh, workers, or some health workers are getting them free. I'll have to check on that, but I do know that they are making those and they are distributing those. Again, another act. Sergeant Steve, I hear you chiming in. I uh, sent you a picture before the show of the mask that I, I can't take credit for the idea, but I would like to start creating. Well, this is genius. I mean, Colonel Ange would love this. These look like bacon strip masks. These are phenomenal. That's what I mean, it is, bacon. Oh, it's real bacon masks? Yes. I thought it, just, I thought it was just a fabric to, me, to, be, to look like bacon. No, no, it's about four strips of bacon put together and then little bacon to go around the ears. I'm not look, sure how they attach it all together, but it's brilliant. Well, bacon protects you from everything. You put, you wear, and think of the aroma. You know, when you got to wear these masks, eh, sometimes they're not that comfortable, but the constant smell of bacon or candied bacon that Colonel Ange makes, oh, absolutely magnificent. And I, I like how they made the little ear loops out of bacon as well. Those are brilliant. Sergeant Steve, let's make sure we pose that. That is absolute brilliance at its finest. Done. Now, here's another great story Pope Francis who is holed up at the Vatican in Rome. There is video footage of Pope Francis holding a bottle of scotch that was given to him by, uh, I'm trying to see here, who gave this? There were some priests, let's see, wait, 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 let me see. It was a one-hour documentary. There's a one-hour documentary that was produced called Preschool, which followed the Scots seminarians over 18 months in 2008 and 2009. So these seminarians get to meet Pope Francis. So what do they bring Pope Francis? If you are from Scotland, what do you bring the Pope? What is Scotland known for? Scotch whiskey. So they give a bottle of Scotch whiskey to the Pope. And they're filming this documentary. The Pope gets it and says, now this is the real water of life. He got a bottle of Oban single malt from the Scottish student priests at a reception at the Vatican's Apostolic Palace last year. So the documentarians film this. Pope Francis gets the bottle of Oban single malt and says, now this is the real water of life. Are we going to see it in the documentary? Not so fast, my friends, because the Vatican has censored and deleted that portion of the documentary. 
Now think about this. The Pope enjoys scotch. He's not that much of a prude. And it's to me, I think they should keep that in. It shows the humanity of the Pope. Why censor that? He's not doing anything illegal. He's not doing anything that is immoral or that's not in the Bible. Nothing wrong in any way, shape, or form. Perfect example. Cardinal Dolan was on with Martha McCallum last night on Fox News, 7 to 8 p.m. So he was joining Martha McCallum from his home or the rectory, wherever he's holed up via Skype, and they, they get ready to tease the upcoming segment. So Martha says, and joining us in the just around the corner in the next segment will be Cardinal Dolan to talk about what faith has to say during these difficult times. And while they are cutting to him, he's got a big glass of beer, and he's taking a sip, smiling, taking the glass of beer, puts it down, and you could just see him when he was done. After he swallowed it, he was like, mmm, that tasted good. You could just see he was just, he was licking his chompers. It tasted so fine. I got to remember, Cardinal Dolan from Wisconsin, I believe from Milwaukee, if I'm not mistaken. And they love their beer in Wisconsin. Oh, you betcha we love our brewski. You betcha in Wisconsin. Old Milwaukee made Milwaukee famous. Schlitz made Milwaukee, or at least it was at one time. So classic. They show him, cut to him, and see, I think people like that. I think people like seeing a real person. They don't like seeing somebody that's uptight. They like seeing somebody that's normal, that likes to have a beer. Like that 93-year-old woman from Pittsburgh. She likes to have a beer. Nothing wrong with that at all. The Pope, hey, the real water of life, give me some of that scotch. And Cardinal Dolan having a beer. Nothing wrong in any way, shape, or form. Leave it in. Don't censor it. What do you think? People are going to say, oh, my, the Pope drinks scotch. We can't have that. The Pope is a normal guy. Okay, he lives in the Vatican and... Basically, you know, wears uh, ornate, uh, ornate uh, robes and the hats and everything else and probably doesn't have to lift a finger to do anything. But if he enjoys some of the sauce, what is wrong with that? Nothing. But meanwhile, the World Health Farcical Organization, the WHFO, is asking European government officials to restrict access to alcohol as citizens continue widespread lockdowns amid the Chinese Wuhan virus. We don't call it the coronavirus. We don't call it COVID-19. What is COVID-19? It is a fabricated, made-up name by the World Health Farcical Organization, by their director, Tedros. He's not even a doctor. The first head of the World Health Farcical Organization, who is not a medical doctor, an MD, Tedros Adenham Gabresus. He is a PhD. He's not even a medical doctor. But the WHO couldn't even get the details about the Chinese Wuhan virus correct. They believe the Chinese Communist Party propaganda lock, stock, and barrel, yet they're telling Europeans and European officials to enact prohibition when it comes to booze? The WHFO said, and this is a classic. This is just a classic. They said the restrictions are necessary because millions of people die every year from alcohol consumption. And such consumption during an emergency in which people are asked to shelter in place could exacerbate risk 
risk-taking behaviors. Let's talk about a risk-taking behavior. How about the WHFO, the World Health Farcical Organization, and their leader, Ted, they call him Tedros, Dr. Tedros, Tedros Adenholm Ghebreyesus. He's got three names. Tag, we'll call him, Tedros Adenholm Ghebreyesus. Let's talk, if we shall, about excessive risk-taking behaviors. How about lying to the world? Lying to the world. Taking the Chinese Communist Party line, hook, line, and sinker, and telling everyone, yeah, there's, there, we shouldn't close any borders. We shouldn't restrict any travel. There, there's nothing to see here. No, 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 we shouldn't do any of that. No, 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 everything is fine. Don't worry about it. It can't transmit from human to human. Go about your activities. Now, you tell me what exacerbates risk-taking behaviors. Lying to the world. Taking the Chinese Communist Party's point of view. Lying about the Chinese Wuhan virus. Or telling people not to have booze while they're locked up. Please. And they go on to say on their website, existing rules and regulations to protect health and reduce harm caused by alcohol, such as restricting access, should be upheld and even reinforced during the COVID-19 pandemic and emergency situations. I see. So now these clowns, these clowns that can't even get it right about the true facts of the Chinese Wuhan virus are now telling everybody else how to live? Now they're so concerned about people being able to enjoy a libation, enjoy a, a glass of bourbon, a glass of wine, a beer. Please, spare me. This is nonsense. I don't need to hear prohibition tactics from these total asses because that's exactly what they are. By the way, if you live in the People's Republic of Pennsylvania, all the liquor stores controlled by the state, well, the Pennsylvania Liquor Board... As of March 16th, so now going on a month, liquor stores closed, can't buy booze. People are flocking to other states. Is that not ridiculous? Let people have a glass of wine. Let them relax. Let them have a glass of bourbon, a glass of scotch, a gin and tonic. Let them have their rum. Let them enjoy themselves while being holed up. We don't need the enemies of pleasure and the World Health Farcical Organization to tell us how to live our lives. Thank you very much. Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the General, each month, delivered straight to your door. When you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club for just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional Line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown
Padrón Habano Tobacco. Available in natural or maduro. Experience Padrón. For your Padrón retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padrón is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy and Chinese virus sanitation maneuvers performed, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I have pulled out one of the cigars that is in the April 2020 Officers Club selection called the Davidoff CAB Collection. Why CAB? Well... There's a Camacho Ecuador, that's the C. There's an Avo Synchro Nicaragua, that's the A. And there's a back-to-back Ernie, U-R-N-Y, Ernie, Connecticut, that's the B. The Davidoff C-A-B collection, and that is what I'm going to pull my selection from, the Camacho Ecuador. And by the way, those of you that are members of the Officers Club, I'm sure you have received by now the March 2020 selection, the CAO session and the CAO Oriana. They went out a little bit late, went out into early April, but they're all out. And the April 2020 Davidoff CAB collection of the Officers Club will come your way next week. It will be shipped out middle to end of next week. Some delays because of what's going on with the Chinese Wuhan virus and social distancing and the limited number of employees that can be in the shipping areas. So that will go out next week. And by the way, those of you that are holed up, and you say, you know, I really could use some extra cigars. Now, you won't get them in time for April, but for May, join the Cigar Dave Officers Club. You can join more than once. You can get, we have some people get two, three selections because they absolutely love it. $22.95 per month. You get three great cigars in a Cigar Dave Officers Club Ziploc pouch. I would absolutely highly recommend that you go and join today. So the De- Camacho Ecuador. Let's talk about this beautiful cigar. It is... Just packaged beautifully. I love the blue. It's got like a teal turquoise band with black. It is just a beautiful, rich flavored cigar. Ecuadorian Habano wrapper leaf, Brazilian binder, long fillers from Honduras and the Dominican Republic. It is the total package. Cigar has got just intense, bold, tangy notes, a lot of flavor, very approachable. Spicy, flavorful, but it's not going to knock you down. And it comes in about five different sizes, and I've pulled out the Gordo. Six inches in length with a 60 ring gauge, about eight, nine bucks suggested retail. The Camacho Ecuador, my selection today, part of the April 2020 Cigar Dave Officers Club Davidoff CAB collection, the Camacho Ecuador, Avocinco Nicaragua, and the back-to-back Ernie, U-R-N-Y, Connecticut. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening. Double-edged. Stainless steel guillotine ready for work. Man. 
Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, you can hear this. I will tell you right now, this is an absolute beauty. This is, as I have the cigar in my mouth, this is what we call the CCK, the Chinese Kami Killer. The CCK, listen to that. You put a flamethrower torch to these clowns and they are done. They're finished. We got to get rid of these CCK Chinese communist rat bastards. More on that. We will definitely talk about that later on. But I will use the CCK from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories to make sure I light this absolute marvelous Camacho Ecuador Gordo. Cigar Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. Let me get rid of that. Outstanding. And let me gently toast the foot of the cigar. Uh, listen to that bad boy. Just listen to that bad boy go. Mmm. Gently toast the foot of this Camacho Ecuador. Absolutely magnifico. Magnificent. Now, with a Gordo, a six inch in length, 60 ring gauge, you gotta make sure, it is imperative, you gotta make sure that you have this properly toasted. Otherwise, you're gonna have some trouble. So we're taking our time here. Very nice, let me puff and rotate. Mm. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Mm. Very nice, very tasty. Mm. Great draw. Nice spice. They get the flavor between the Ecuadorian Habano wrapper and the rich Brazilian Matafina binder. Just nice, bold, tangy, intense. Hmm, very nice. Okay, outstanding. Great draw, great puff. You're gonna love this Camacho Ecuador if you're a member of the Officers Club. Now, I need something appropriate to wash it down with. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, looky, looky what we have here. Talking about the Oban single malt scotch that the Pope was gifted by several Scottish priests in training. Well, we're not going to censor it out here on the Cigar Dave Show. We are absolutely going to enjoy it. We're going to enjoy it. We are going to taste it. We are going to absolutely salivate over it. So let me pour a special glass of the Orban, correction, Oban, O-B-A-N, Little Bay Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. So let me tell you about this. In the 1790s, two brothers, John and Hugh Stevenson, were in the boat business. They decided instead of making boats, why don't they... Get into the brewing business. Well, in 1794, they converted their brewery into the Oban Distillery, one of the oldest, most prestigious distilleries in Scotland. For nearly a century, Oban Distillery was in the hands of the family, and the Oban Single Malt Whiskey is made using 100% barley. Malted to the distillery's exact specs, After it's malted, it is partially germinated, gently dried over a peat kiln, giving it a slightly smoky, malty flavor profile. The malted barley is mashed, fermented, twice distilled through Oban's lantern-shaped copper pot stills, amongst the smallest in Scotland. 
They limit production to just 650,000 liters of whiskey annually. And the Oban Little Bay Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, Oban means Little Bay in ancient Gaelic, is crafted taking mature Oban single malt scotch whiskey, resting the whiskey in very small casks. So the extra maturation exposes the whiskey to new and fresh oak, giving it a very deep smoothness, richer flavor. So let me pour a little bit here. Swirl it around, say cheers. Mm, wonderful aroma, almost some sea salt, a little citrus, take a sip. Mm. Oh, my, this is very pleasant. Outstanding. Mm. Nice notes of spice, a little brown sugar, a very smoky little fruitiness. Very pleasant. 43 alcohol by volume, 43%, 86 proof. And the suggested retail is about 75 bucks. Very nice, nice packaging. Take another sip here. Mm. Outstanding. Let me take a puff of my hmm, Camacho Ecuador. All right, you may be in seclusion. You may be holed up. We are all battling the invisible Chinese Wuhan virus enemy, but we will continue to enjoy pleasure maneuvers. So when we come back, I will tell you, we'll go into some of the nonsense coming out of the Chinese Communist Party. Also, second hour. Cigar Master Series. We're going to be joined by Rick Rodriguez, Rico Suave, the master blender ambassador for CAO Cigars. Had a chance to spend the afternoon with Rick yesterday. We recorded a long interview. We're going to run one hour of the interview this week. The other half will run next week. But we talked about the CAO session, the CAO Oriana. We talked about some of the other brands uh, in the CAO portfolio. We talked about Rick's background, how he became a master blender and the ambassador. Interesting story. One of the great guys in the world of cigars. If you've gone to any events across the country for CAO, guarantee you have met Rick Rodriguez. So he will join us in hour number two for our Cigar Masters series. And when we come back, we'll get in and battle the enemy of America and the enemies of the world, the Chinese Communist Party. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Dave. Becoming a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club gives you the experience of getting three fantastic cigars every month shipped to you. For April 2020, we feature the Davidoff C.A.B. Collection. The C standing for Camacho Ecuador. Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Brazilian Matafina binder, an intense, bold, tangy cigar. The A stands for the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, the first box press cigar in the Avo portfolio. Medium to full bodied with complex richness. And the B stands for the Back-to-Back -back Connecticut, a mild-bodied cigar, boutique beauty with a Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. The Camacho Ecuador, the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, and the Back-to-Back -back Connecticut. Part of the April 2020 Davidoff CAB collection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Join the Officers Club now. $22.95 per month. You get three great cigars shipped to you. Join now. CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. 
and join and be part of the exclusive club. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Special coverage of America at War Against the Chinese Virus continues. With more, here's the Global General, Cigar Dave. Did President Xi Jinping of China deliberately sicken the world? The answer is, you better believe it, absolutely. The Chinese Communist Party, as I have been railing for the last three weeks, not only the enemy of America, the enemy of the world, they have in my estimation, purposely, purposely sickened and killed people around the world. They have destroyed the world economy, and they hid it. They kept it, a quiet, they kept it quiet because the communists, whether it's the Russian communists, the Soviet communists, the Chinese communists, oh, they don't like the truth. Everything always has to be just perfect. They can't, you look at Chernobyl. Chernobyl back in the Soviet Union, what it did, an absolute world disaster. Same thing. This is the Chinese Communist Party's Chernobyl. There is no doubt in my mind that People's Republic of China leader Xi Jinping knew exactly what was going on. He deliberately hid it. When you go back and look at all the various, the various items that took place, the various things that took place and what they did. I mean, they even went to the point where the mayor of Wuhan knew what was going on, and they deliberately, the Communist Party, the National Communist Party said, kill it, do not say a word. They prevented the mayor of Wuhan about revealing the details about the epidemic until January 20th. They knew about it in December. Do the Chinese Communist Party care? No. Do they care about their people? No. Do they care about the people of the world? No. They are the enemy. Make no mistake. Beijing did not cooperate. CDC wanted to go in. Forget the World Health Organization. That's another disaster. I'm not even going to go there. That's a total, absolute farce. I'm not even going to talk about that. That is just completely ridiculous. But there is no doubt in my mind that China and the president of China, Xi, they knew what was happening and did nothing. They're paranoid. And I have stated all along, China will fall. The communist government regime of China will fall without a shot being fired. Why? The world now hates the Chinese Communist Party. They don't hate the Chinese people. They know that a billion five Chinese citizens are living under the tyrannical rule 
of the communists. The world would be thrilled to see the Chinese Communist Party go bye-bye. Absolutely thrilled. They would love to see a democracy there. The people of China would be thrilled. Every bit of evidence points to the fact that the Chinese Communist Party knew what was going on. Here's another example. Everybody says, oh, the Chinese, they only had, what, three, 4,000 deaths, 40,000 people. Wrong. Reports now coming out that the Chinese Communist Party, which claims that they only had, what, 40,000 cases, two, four, two, three, 4,000 deaths, could be 2.9 million Chinese Wuhan virus cases. And the deaths could be two, three, 400,000, maybe more. Reports coming out of Wuhan. Also, that funeral homes were burning Chinese Wuhan virus victims alive. I mean, these are a barbaric people. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. They are absolute barbarians. No doubt in my mind that they could care less about their own people. It's all about the thousand or so top echelon of the Chinese Communist Party. It's all about them. So forget the numbers. And even Dr. Fauci, that brilliant Dr. Fauci, now has come out saying, you know, I think the numbers may not be correct coming out of China, saying he doubts the Chinese regime's Chinese Wuhan virus numbers. Really? No kidding. China had less than 5,000 deaths? Really? Now you don't believe it? I think the rest of the world knew that back in January. You're just figuring that out now? Come on. Everybody knew it. Now, an interesting documentary I saw on the Epoch Times. If you have not gone, have not heard of the Epoch Times, it's spelled E-P-O-C-H Times, the Epoch Times. A very interesting website. They, are, they cover a lot of news coming from China. They have well-placed sources. They hate the Chinese Communist Party. No ifs, ands, or buts. But last week, they released an incredible documentary, a one-hour documentary. I saw it on YouTube. Then it was taken off. But I do have access to it. Sergeant Steve, I'll send you another link. You must watch it. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe everything is a conspiracy theory. I do, however, believe, without any shadow of a doubt, that the Chinese Communist Party knew about the Chinese Wuhan virus already in December. Taiwan knew about it, reported to the World Health Organization. They have the emails. I think there were 70-some-odd emails, and the World Health Organization did absolutely nothing. Zero. Nada. Didn't do a thing. That is an absolute outrage. Why? Because China doesn't recognize Taiwan. So therefore, they don't recognize Taiwan, the World Health Organization. China says jump, and the WHO jumps. Meanwhile, we pay 20% of the budget of the World Health Farcical Organization. China, 4%. They've got, what, five times the population? They should be paying way more than we do. Yet, they wield more clout than we do? President Trump absolutely right to say we're cutting off the funds because they're all infested with absolute Chinese Communist Party sympathizers, including the head of the World Health Organization, Tedros Adenholm Ghebreyesus, not even a medical doctor. But this documentary I started to watch was absolutely fascinating. Investigative reporter John Phillips 
explored the known facts surrounding the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus and the pandemic that it caused. And when I watched it, he explored, he, he went into the scientific data, interviews top scientists, security experts, and he already was calling it that this was released from a level four lab in Wuhan, not from a Chinese wet market. He called it. This was already a week ago, and now all of a sudden this week, all the liberal stream media said, oh, anybody that's saying this months ago, we had Senator Tom Cotton saying, look, this could have come from the wet market, but it's also maybe a little bit coincidental that there's a level four lab that, by the way, the United States put in $4 million to just recently, as well as Canada. Now figure that one out. Tell me why we're putting money into a country that is eating our lunch. Why are we putting money into their lab? that they can't even secure this virus. Cables from the State Department showing they had tremendous concern over the security and safety of the lab. Now, in this documentary, it goes out to point that they believe, the experts believe, and they make the insinuation and the statement that the virus, the Chinese Wuhan virus that was released, was genetically engineered, was man-made. And they point to a scientist, a professor, who is known for experimenting with various viruses over the last five years. Papers all over the place. One of the University of North Carolina professors at one of these secure labs involved. And they shut that down back a number of years ago. So there is much more to the story. Do we know all the facts? Absolutely not. No, we do not. Do we need to investigate? You better believe it. To all these people that are saying, oh, it's just conspiracy theories, wake the hell up. Stop kowtowing to the Chinese Communist Party. Enough. Stop with the regurgitating whatever the Chinese Communist Party comes out with. And I say it is far beyond time to quarantine not only the virus, but the Chinese Communist Party. Let's face it. They are the enemies of the world, the enemies of America. They need to be isolated. They need to be quarantined. The civilized world, every nation across the world that has been affected by this, by their blatant lies, needs to rise up and say, we're done with China as a supply source. We're done with China making all our garbage. We're finished. We're done. We're going to bring everything back to the United States. We're going to bring our manufacturing back. We don't have to get the absolute lowest price on everything. How much did it cost us by what took place with China? It has cost us trillions. Forget saving a nickel or a buck here and there because we make all our medications and everything in China. This needs to be addressed. Dealing with China, all these companies that have gone over to China, they did, made a deal with the devil. They knew that China was the equivalent of the Nazi regime. The way they treat their people, you've got a million uh, Uyghurs in concentration camps. You've got People that, citizen journalists that reporting the truth, getting it out, they've disappeared. Critics of the government, billionaires. One real estate billionaire criticized the handling of the epidemic and not being truthful. He's disappeared. Yet, the UN kowtows to China. And China, a few weeks ago, appointed to a seat on the United Nations, or as I call it, the Useless Nations. The Useless Nations Committee on world rights. Human rights. Thank you, Sergeant Steve. Human rights. That's a joke. It is ridiculous. 
Thankfully, we have a president that understands that China is the enemy. And China's not going to be buying the $250 billion worth of goods that they promised, guaranteed. And you're going to see the rest of the country and President Trump say, enough's enough. The Americans are fed up. The world is fed up. Chinese are the enemy. Next hour, we'll move over to Pleasure. Cigar Master Series, Rick Rodriguez. The Master Blender, ambassador all around, great friend, great gent, will be joining us from CAO Cigars in our Cigar Masters Series next hour. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. Screw the Chinese communists. From Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure friendly hotlines are open. 877 Dave 007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar, Cigar Dave. Well, for this hour, a change of pace. We've spoken enough thus far about the Chinese Communist Party, so let's move back into pleasure. Keep your cigar properly lit. Grab an additional libation. Fill up your libation if necessary. And for this hour, we will conduct Cigar Masters Series maneuvers with Rick Rodriguez, longtime friend, Master Blender, brand ambassador for CAO Cigars, one of the great gents in the world of cigars. And we'll talk about Rick's background. We'll talk about the Officers Club selection for March, the CAO session, the CAO Oriana. And we'll explore into their entire portfolio and just have a nice conversation. As we lit a cigar, had a libation, and talked about CAO Cigars. So sit back, enjoy Cigar Master Series coming your way this entire hour. Rick, great to see you, my friend. Some crazy times going on right now. Yes, it is. But uh, you know what? Uh, good to uh, see you and be here with you. And we're going to have some fun today. We always do. Whenever yeah. we get together, we smoke cigars. Sure. We have a libation. And we just have a good time because we're yeah. friends long time. Yeah. And let's talk about that, Rick. Uh, I first met you way back before you were the CAO Master Blender and CAO Ambassador when you were a sales rep for General Cigar. And I remember at Edwards Tobacco, pipe, uh, Edwards Pipe and Tobacco, I'd see you. We'd see you around town. And that's got to be 20 years ago? Yeah, it's uh, going to be uh, 21 years ago that I started with uh, General Cigar. Yeah. 21 years ago. Yeah. A lot has changed, of course. Yeah. The great Edgar Cullman Sr., may he rest in peace, Edgar Cullman Jr. Talk about class acts. You had the privilege of working for what I think are amongst the finest individuals in the cigar business. I, I, I rate up there with Stanford Newman and Theo Foles. Just legendary men in the world of cigars. For sure. You know, uh, for me to be able to talk about uh, what these guys did for me in my, uh, my career is uh, legendary. Because like you said, these are masters in the business. They've been there for a lot of years. So it's been an honor and a pleasure to work with this General Cigar for 21 years. Rick, when we 
talk about the Cullmans, Edgar Cullman Sr. specifically. And I know you can hear, I can hear Edgar's voice right now. I can't His too. distinctive voice saying, Dave, we've got great new cigars, but let's talk about Macanudo. I love Macanudo, and you yeah. know that. He yeah. would love to talk yeah. Macanudo. And he used to go with you on sales calls, and I heard you had to pry him out. He didn't want to leave talking to all the customers and the retailers. You know, not only uh, visiting shops, He's the same way when you visit a factory with him. He want to sh handshake every roller's hand and thank them for what, uh, what they're doing for him. And so he was a, a, a great a man. I miss him so much because he uh, really did a lot for me and my family. So I, I will echo that. Did a lot for me as well. Early supporter of the Cigar Dave show before it was Cigar <clears throat> Dave, before it, when it was Smoke This. Way back, first met him in Cincinnati in September, a correction, in August of 1996. Met uh, Edgar Sr. and Edgar Jr. and friendship has maintained to this day. Edgar Sr. passed away a number of years ago. But what a tremendous individual, really a mensch. In Yiddish, that is a true gentleman, really was. And it pervaded his class really permeated all of General Cigar. Edgar's philosophy was we do it the right way or we don't do it. Exactly, and uh, he treated everybody with respect in the same way. From the guy who was sweeping the uh, factory floor to the president of uh, marketing or sales. Uh, in his eyes, everybody was equal. They had a job to do, and he wanted to, uh, to uh, tell them, you're important for this job, and uh, do the best you can. And he had an eye for talent. Just look around at the guys that he brought into General Cigar from the Frank Canessas to uh, the Benji Menendez to the uh, Daniels uh, uh, Nunez uh, to uh, even Ernesto. And it's amazing uh, the, the quality of characters that he brought with him throughout the history of General Cigar. And you're referring to Ernesto Perez Carrillo? The founder One of, of El Creditos, favorite. Creditos Cigars and now with EPC Cigars. Oh, Ernesto, Ernie's one of the, one of the great guys uh, in the industry. Just a, another great gentleman. And going back, Rick, there was something very special about the cigar industry back then when you didn't have giant conglomerates or international companies owning it. General Cigar did go public, but they were private for many years and they ended up uh, essentially going back private and then it was sold to Swedish Match. Uh, you look at Consolidated Cigar, privately held before it was sold to uh, Seda France and then Tabacalera uh, and, then, and then Imperial Tobacco. But there's something, I think, when you can deal with the decision makers one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. they had such a passion for it. It wasn't about spreadsheets, wasn't about right. numbers. Of course, they wanted to grow their business, but it was all about doing it right. And I'll tell you, I remember Edgar telling me, it's all about our brands. We, will, we have to support our brands. We have to build our brands. We take a long-term look. And I remember the privilege of having lunch with him, 387 Park Avenue South. You remember yep, the headquarters yep, very well. Yep. Having lunch in their conference room. Incredible hosts. And Edgar went on for 15 minutes talking about the importance of long-term brand building, that we're not in this for the short term, that, that during the boom, we could have, he said, we could have made double the cigars, but the tobacco wasn't ready, and that would have harmed the long-term brand image of Macanudo and Partagas. And this is before they had all the other brands. And when you started with General, it was primarily just Macanudo, Partagas, uh, Temple Hall. Right. 
And then, uh, in, I think in 1998, they merged with uh, 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 Pudge or Villazon. Villazon, Villazon yeah, right. So, uh, exactly. So when I was hired, uh, that was in my uh, briefcase to uh, handle. So we had uh, Hoy de Monterey, yeah, Punch. Gregoria, yeah. And, I mean, uh, great, great cigars yeah. that... Excalibur, yeah. One of my, uh, give me an Excalibur number one or number three Maduro after Sherwin. a steak dinner. You Sherwin, and Sherwin. Sel- yeah. There's another name, the great <laughs> Sherwin Seltzer. Yeah. Another another name yeah. that talk about a mensch. Yeah. I would always put Sherwin on, and and you remember this yeah. at all these cigar retailers conventions, and I would say Sherwin before we talk about anything cigar related, go ahead, do your thing, and he'd yeah. say, gotta say hello to my my daughter and my grand uh, my yeah, grandchildren, yeah, yeah. and we go on. For a long time and Sherwin another wonderful guy miss Sherwin seeing him on a regular basis but again they weren't just colleagues they were friends yes and that's the interesting thing about the cigar industry is that yes you compete with other people but everybody's very friendly and Rick I know you know this that if there was an incident where let's say there was a fire somewhere or somebody had uh, an issue with their factory all the other uh, manufacturers would be on the phone in two minutes saying what do you need you need tables you need chavetas you need some yep. tobacco what do you need yeah very different than other industries. Yeah, for sure. And I, I witnessed that myself when I was in a factory in the DR one time, and another manufacturer needed to uh, borrow some tobacco. And uh, we called Mr. Coleman and says, uh, whatever he needs, ship it to his factory. So I seen it firsthand. So it's a beautiful thing. It really was. You know, it's not saying to the, uh, the cigar industry has changed dramatically, but it is. To me, sometimes numbers get in the way, but the uh, Mr. Coleman co- taught me uh, is about the cigar, is about the line, is about the people. It's not about the money. Well, what's interesting is you say it wasn't about the numbers, and it wasn't to them. They wanted to build and grow the business, mm-hmm. but it was about the product. Mm-hmm. It was about the image of the brand. It was interacting with retailers and supporting retailers. And when all that took place, what happened? They sold tremendous numbers of cigars. <clears throat> Edgar would say, if you make a poor product, doesn't matter how much marketing you put behind it or whatever, how many retailers you have, the consumer will not buy it. They are smart, they are savvy. And he was one of the people that was really your mentor. He took you under his wing For sure. uh, and helped you and moved you along because you always wanted to learn other parts of the cigar industry, manufacturing, production, blending, and you had some interesting mentors along the way. You know, I had, uh, you know, uh, Nesto uh, for sure, I uh, had uh, D- Danielle, and I have Benji, and so Benji are, Menendez, yeah. who we're referring to, Bro, Menendez this, Garcia. Yeah. They were again Patlagas, yes, Ache uh, Upman, yeah. H. Upman, yep. Benji Menendez for many years was the general. Then he went over to Tabacalera, yes, he and did. then he ended and up at uh, coming and, back. And, wait, wait. Then he went. He went to Altadas right. as an ambassador. Right. Then he ended up back at General Cigar. <laughs> Made the big circle. Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, if you look at the Hall of Fame alone. Uh, there's 11 guys in Hall of Fame, and I was trained by four of these gentlemen. So it's amazing to me that, uh, that I have that connection with the older guys from the Frank Anessas to the Comans uh, to Benji to Ernesto. All these guys touched my heart, uh, shared their information with me to allow me to do what I do today and work with a great brand called CAO. Our guest as we conduct our Cigar Masters series, Rick Rodriguez. Rico Suave, as I have referred to him for 20 years since I've known him. (laughs) The master blender and ambassador for CAO Cigars. Rick, before we go any further, first of all, I should say that the March 
2020 Officers Club selection featured two very special cigars. Now, one cigar, the CAO Session, mm-hmm. you blended, you launched at the Premium Cigar Association convention last June, July in Las Vegas, the CAO Session, and the second very special cigar that there's a little hidden story that we'll get to, the CAO Orellana, part of your uh, exotic Amazon series. But let's talk about Session before, because okay. when I first saw it, first of all, I love the color, the orange, it's bright, it's, it's, it's an up-tempo looking cigar, the packaging, but I said, Session, what is that all about? Tell me exactly the process of naming the cigar and the blending of the CAO session. Very Okay, uh, what is a simple uh, situation? About a, three years ago, we started to ask on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook, what do you want to know about Ricky? And uh, the response back was, we see Ricky doing events all over the world and smoking cigars. Does he smoke in his house? And if he does, where? And I started to talk to marketing and say, you know what? If you want to uh, answer those questions, I, this is easy because I have a little man cave in my garage that we shut up. And uh, so I just, uh, when I'm blending cigars or just uh, smoking cigars with my friends, they come over and we just get together like everybody does and share cigars. And so the name session, talking to marketing, so when you're working on a new blend, you bring these new blends home, what do you do with them? Uh, of course, I reach out to my friends and uh, I, I text them cigar session and they know they're going to come to my house and st- sample some new product and give me their feedback and very valuable f- to us. And so they love that uh, that term session. And so that was good. So we set that aside. What about the blend? Uh, when I'm doing events, I'm always asking the uh, fans of CEO, what do you want from us? And overwhelming, uh, the response is, we love your dark wrappers. If you can give a, a dark wrapper with spice and sweetness, we will love you. All right, we can do that. And so we went to uh, the uh, factories. I worked with my team. He says, this is the target. We need a dark wrapper, and we st- uh, need some spice and sweetness. And we created the uh, section, the session. And so that, if you look at me as a blender, that blend really comes from the fans of CEO. So they were the guys who are, are responsible for that blend. And so we launched the cigar and it, it took off. You know, sometimes you launch cigars, you don't know if it's going to be a hit or not. And this one is definitely a hit for us. Well, you had a consumer, uh, I guess you could say a consumer panel, a consumer tasting panel, because sometimes you'll see companies spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to do surveys, market research, get people behind a glass window, what they like. You, up until the Chinese Wuhan virus travel restriction uh, era here, you were traveling every week, visiting hundreds of retailers, talking to tens of thousands of consumers. They gave you all that free guidance. Exactly. If sometimes as a blender or a manufacturer, if you just kind of close your mouth and listen to your fans they will tell you what they want from you and if you kind of you know turn your back on that i'm sorry because your fans will dictate to you what they're looking for you to do for them and so that was easy for me to do because i love that input i really do well you talked about a dark wrapper Mm -hmm. with sweetness and spiciness 
Everybody loves a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. I agree. I a Connecticut agree. broadleaf wrapper, it's like Connecticut Shade. Edgar Cullman loved Connecticut Shade USA wrapper. For a while, all the Maduros were Connecticut broadleaf. Then right. we started to see Honduran and Nicaraguan, Dominican, Mexican, Marone, which just a phenomenal wrapper. But here we go full circle back to the Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. Right. Made grown in Connecticut, harvested in Connecticut, USA, which has unique properties because it does have a lot of sweetness. It does. But to bring it some spice, <clears throat> you had to tweak with you know, the, blend. the blend. Yeah. So tell sure. me about the blend. So if you look at the blend, it's a kind of simple uh, blend. So we're only uh, using about 30% of uh, the filler is from the DR and 70% of that filler from Nicaragua. And that is going to give you that spicier you're craving. And we knew that the wrapper will kick in about a third away and offers that sweetness. So that combination, that sweet and spicy uh, flavors to uh, combine, I think is magic. And so this is one of my favorite wrappers to work with uh, for this reason. A lot of wrappers will not allow you to create certain bodies. It's like Cameroon. Uh, Cameroon, you never be able to launch a full-body Cameroon. But the Cameroon is such a unique wrapper with right. a lot of tooth and sweetness and right. a unique taste. It's a that great it does wrapper. a great profile. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure you're probably yeah. working yeah. on yeah. something with Cameroon well, for sure. down for the road. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But like you say, you've, as being a master blender, you know what works for a full-bodied cigar and what will not. Yeah, so if you look at a Connecticut uh, a broadleaf uh, wrapper, you can take it and make it a mild cigar, a medium-bodied cigar, or a full-body cigar. So that's a beautiful uh, thing to work with, or a beautiful uh, tobacco to work with, because it gives you multiple exits to uh, get off that interstate and uh, do some crazy things or great things. So uh, that's the reason I love to work with a Connecticut broadleaf. Well, for our description on our, info, our informational insert that we included for the Officers Club March 2020 selection, here's what I wrote. The CAO session was created to be an approachable, any time of day cigar. While loaded with tons of flavor, CAO session is medium bodied with notes of chocolate, peppery, and cinnamon derived from its deep, dark Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. Sit, smoke, chill, and enjoy. Exactly. So I couldn't say it better for uh, myself. So thank you so much. But again, uh, you know, every manufacturer, every cigar that we release, we think is going to be a great cigar. And but the combination, the packaging, the blend, the price point, the box, the design, the stories behind it. We don't know what's going to catch fire sometimes. And so we have our misses and we definitely have some hits. But uh, if you kit yourself, every cigar you know is going to touch your consumers the right way, you're wrong because everybody ha looks at boxes and bands and flavors and styles and say, that's not for me. And so you can't ever go into a situation that says, this is going to be a huge hit. You just do your best, uh, hope for the best, and launch that cigar knowing that you tried your hardest with your team to make a great cigar for everybody. Rick Rodriguez, the Master Blender Ambassador for CAO Cigars, our guest on our Cigar Masters series. We are, of course, Rick, maintaining proper social yep. separation. We're at least eight. We, we exceed the six-foot rule. We're eight feet away <laughs> and in a classified location. 
somewhere in the Cigar City. We will keep that classified. But Perfect. the other cigar that we feel, we featured two CAO sessions mm-hmm. in the Cigar Dave Officers Club for March. Interesting story on the CAO Oriana. Yeah. I called you up and Doug Baldwin, the brand manager for CAO up in uh, Richmond, great guy. We had a great time last year mm-hmm. at the Premium Cigar Association convention, spend some time with him on video and you on video. And one of the cigars that you launched in 2018, an extension to your CAO Amazon series, a very unique series, very exotic. You gave me a CAO Oriana, no band on it, right? like a Toro-sized cigar, and it had the, what you call the Fuma Encorta, where you take some of the wrapper leaf and you twist it, and it looks like rolled around the top, and uh, it, it just, it, it's raised, and it's a very unique look. Right. And that was the first of the, that's the claim to fame of the CAO Amazon series, as well as using some very unique tobaccos. So you give me a CAO Oriana. Well, you didn't give me one. You said, here, and you open up my sport coat pocket. You put about six of them. I said, Rick, I'll come back later. No, no, no. Take these now. Smoke it later. Come back tomorrow. I smoked it that night on a clean palate. Loved it. Thought it was fantastic. Incredible cigar. Um, Uses a six-year-old Brazilian Cubra wrapper leaf it's full-bodied exotic taste but very smooth not gonna knock you down i loved it i said rick you got a winner and then you proceeded before the show you're like come the last day i got something for you and you gave me a box of those cigars right so we're talking about this back in i think it was early february i said great we're going to do the cao sessions and doug said well not so fast and you said i got a special surprise for you yeah, and uh, we knew that uh, that cigar was going to go away forever because the FDA is not going to allow us to continue that uh, line of cigars. So why not uh, sample this cigar for the last time with our friends for the Cigar Dave show? And so that's a cigar that we set aside for you, and uh, we were able, and because everybody, every salesman knew that we had those cigars set aside, and they were wanting to sell them. And Doug says, no way, uh, we have a special guest that we're going to receive these cigars to share with his uh, fans. Well, the first and thing so, I said is, that's not available anymore, you're sold right. out. And yeah. he said, not so fast. Yeah, so, we got a little secret yeah. stash, and so, I'm surprised somebody didn't snag that, but I can tell you the reviews that we've had, the response from our officers club members off the charts yeah and many people are like when is he going to come out with another one of these oh. so the answer the question is rick will there be another ceo mm. amazon no uh Let's unfortunately go. uh they're gone forever because of the new rules that we have to adopt to uh but the good news is uh we're now talking to uh europe uh and uh we can sell that line to europe uh, and we're talking to a couple of countries that maybe, uh, maybe we can ship them uh, some extras to resale to America. So we don't know if we're going to be able to do that, but uh, uh, maybe at the next uh, year or two that you take your trip to Europe, uh, go to the cigar shop, they'll have them and you're going to have something special because we are not going to be able to launch it anymore. We'll continue with CAO Master Blender and Ambassador Rick Rodriguez around the corner. The General is always on Twitter. Delivering breaking news. Giving you the latest intel on cigars. And battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. news in the world of cigars from those who produce the sticks it's the cigar masters series only on the cigar dave show our cigar masters series guest rick rodriguez rico suave as i call him he is the master blender for cao as well as their ambassador and chances are if there's a cao event rick doesn't sleep he travels non-stop <clears throat> Although not during the Chinese Wuhan virus, but Rick is everywhere. Yeah. Rick, let's talk about the cigar that I have in my hand now. This is the CAO Pion. Yeah. Got your, you even got your signature on here, Rick. This is very impressive. Yeah, this yeah. is a 5x52. And you brought three boxes of cigars. Wait. One of them no longer made. Let's talk about what you brought today. And I'm going to... I'm going to, even though I've conducted litation earlier at Command Center Alpha, I'm going to take the cutter here, and while you describe it, I'm going to, what, what we've got, I'm going to conduct a secondary litation. So, uh, I brought uh, three of my favorite cigars right now I'm smoking a lot of. Uh, one is the uh, CEO um, Flathead uh, Steel Horse, uh, the bulk neck size, and uh, it's one of my favorite cigars that I go to every week and smoke about two or three of those. Uh, the second one uh, we're sharing with you uh, is the Pallone. Uh, that was a unique uh, situation for us uh, using a, a kind of a different fermentation that uh, the Cubans were using about 100 years ago. And I learned about this uh, process uh, through a visit uh, in Miami when I was sitting with uh, Benji and smoking a, uh, a cigar and saying, I want to create a new cigar, but uh, I want a, a kind of a special story. And so we spent about uh, two hours, and I'm asking Benji questions. Question: Is there anything you were doing in Cuba or back in the day that we don't do today? And he said, No, you know what? I think the process of tobacco and the fermentation and the aging, the rolling techniques are this, you know, basically the same that I was using in Cuba, you know, uh, 40, 50 years ago. And so the uh, night was ending, and I was uh, kind of uh, packing up and walking out. And all of a sudden, Benji says, hey, sit down. 
I remember my grandfather talking to my father about this circular prolone. And uh, my grandfather says, we tried it, but we had a good off on it because of the timing of the fermentation process. Usually it takes us about anywhere from six months to a year to ferment tobacco, depending on the style of tobacco you're fermenting. But this process, because the weight is not there, it's in a circle, uh, takes us about uh, 15 months to 18 months to process the tobacco. Slow cooking the tobacco, more flavor is introduced to your uh, your smoke. And so I was very proud of that because we started to work on this project about uh, for three years because we had to reach out for a wrapper that would adhere to this lengthy uh, fermentation process so we sh I think we played with about seven different wrappers before we decided this Ecuadorian uh, wrapper would uh, apply to this long fermentation and also give you the flavors that we're trying to go after so this is one of my favorite it's the first cigar that I've ever put my name on it um, but I was very proud of that the uh, third cigar that uh, we uh, I brought today is a V19, and V19 is a, a small batch that, that we did uh, last year at the trade show. It's one and done. It is a combination of two projects, one from the Flathead. In the Flathead series, the number one selling size in the Flathead series is a 6x60, but everybody loves the body and the flavor that they can uh, get from the spark plug. And everybody, well, again, I've asked everybody uh, uh, these questions. What do you want from us? What do you want from us? And uh, a, a couple of guys started to mention, we love the flathead spark plug, the body and the flavor, but we like the size of the six by 60. Can you ever make that happen? And that is why we uh, decided to do the V19. Well, as I smoke this CAO Pion, I'm using a CAO flathead ashtray, a very cool ashtray that you have just given me yep. that, I mean, this thing looks like it comes right out of a, uh, a, a V16 engine, engine <laughs> or a V19 <laughs> engine. I mean, this thing is like yeah. the real deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's not even steel. I mean, whatever it is, but very, very cool. But as I smoke the CAO Pion, I should say, you gave me some great cigar matches. Right. I didn't realize that General Cigar, I, do, I knew they own cricket. I think in Europe, but these are these cigar matches, 50 matches. You got like a case of them you brought, but these are fantastic. Right. And it takes a little longer to light your cigar than a, than a lighter. But I will tell you, it's a very classic, authentic way to do it. And I've really gotten some nice flavors by mm -hmm. taking my time during the lighting ceremony. But before we talk about uh, the V19, mm -hmm. the CAO Pion, as I smoke this, using that Ecuadorian Habano Viso, this has got some spice to it. I mean, there's some there's some nice spice. As I crack another puff here, definitely a different taste from that Habano Viso wrapper. The way that you use that peon. Yep. That yep. big and, and right on the box, you show what that peon looks exactly, like. Exactly, exactly. So you, if you look at that uh, thing, that unit, uh, because uh, we only have about uh, maybe. 2,000 pounds of tobacco and a, a regular pallone will have up to 5,000 to 7,000 pounds of tobacco fermenting. So again, it's a process, uh, I, you know, I can share this. Uh, 
it's like cooking a roast. If the regular process is a roast in the oven for two or three hours, this is a roast is going to be cooked in a crock pot eight hours and is going to really offer some flavors that you cannot receive on a shorter uh, a cooking uh, situation. So I think, you, you know, is one of my favorite all-time cigars. It is the most uh, proud cigar I have ever launched because uh, we knew uh, how hard we worked on it, how long we worked on it. So hopefully every fan this is out there in the market is the number one selling cigar in Europe. Really? It beats every Cuban uh, cigar that's introduced. It's, I don't know why they adhere to this cigar, but they love this cigar. So uh, we just want to concentrate it on a little bit more, and hopefully the fans that have not smoked it, give it a try. Because if you're looking for a pure, enjoyable flavor cigar with a little bit of body, maybe a oh, yeah. medium body cigar, but uh, I think uh, you're going to be surprised of how good the cigar is. Richness, spice, a little bit of a, trying to place it as I hang up our hair. It's almost got like a ginger yep. little note to it. I can see, it. I can see that. Very, very pleasant. Suggested price point, uh, MSRP on these. Uh, the range from about uh, seven dollars to nine dollars. So, yep. in a, in a really a nice price point oh, for sure. Price can't yep. go wrong with these. Very pleasant. Now, I want to go back to the flathead. Mm -hmm. That's about four years or so ago you launched. Uh, it? About uh, five years ago. Is it yeah. Five yep. years. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. I remember when you launched it and you said you got to see these. I said flathead. Right. What is this? Yep. I mean, this was so off the charts and revolutionary from the look of the cigar to the packaging. So talk about the inspiration, the creation of the CAO Flathead Series. Uh, the truth is uh, I was working on, typically uh, when uh, they have a project that we want to work on, uh, they give us uh, in anywhere from six months to a year to work on their project. That includes the, the, uh, the blend, the box design, the band design, and all that that goes into launch a cigar. But uh, I was working on a new, uh, another project, and uh, we couldn't get it down. Uh, the target that they gave us, as far as the information, what they wanted from the cigar, the body, the flavor, uh, that we couldn't get it down. So I remember calling at that time uh, the president of uh, General Cigar and Dan Carr. Mm -hmm. And I uh, said to Dan, I said, uh, Dan, uh, I don't know if I can launch a cigar that I don't believe in. I, we're struggling right now to meet this target. And he says, Ricky, you have a, uh, a trade show in about three months. You've been working on this project now for about five months. Right. And so what are you going to do? If you don't launch this cigar that we're working on, you'll have nothing to share with our, uh, our trade show. And I said, Dan, I cannot make a cigar and go out there and talk about something I don't believe in. Right. So if you want me to, I'd rather go to the trade show with nothing than lie to our consumers and say, this is a great cigar. And so he says, you know what? If you don't do this, what are you going to do? And I said, I have this crazy idea to match together what I love. I love the old movies. Uh, I love the old cars, the old, uh, you know, uh, uh, bank robbers and the uh, old movies that uh, I just grew up with. And so uh, so you have a name for this cigar. It says Flathead. 
flathead. What is that? Well, it's based on the engine front board, a flathead engine. And he said, okay, so do you have a, an image that you want to? Yeah, I said, I have it. He said, Ricky, I'll do this. You're in the factory right now. It's this Tuesday. If you can create a cigar and a box design and a, a band in less than uh, four days, I'll give you the chance to launch what you want, the flathead. And so we started to work on that Tuesday night. Uh, I got with the artist uh, in the factory and we created the look of the box. And the next day uh, we built two cigars. And uh, the two cigars I knew right away, this is the blend we want. And sometimes I can work on blends at 30, 50, 60 blends before we decide on one. But we knew we had something special with this blend. But the only thing was bothering me, it was a round cigar and it was burning too hot in my mouth. And I wanted to cool that cigar smoke down to be able to, to taste more of that uh, blend. So a roller that works with me all the time says, Ricky, why don't we box press it? And a box press cigar allows you to draw your smoke through your cigar, also air from your side of your mouth, and that's going to give you uh, more flavor because it's going to be a cooler smoke in your mouth. And we launched it, and it was the highest rated cigar that General Cigar has ever received. And that was a 95, and it was a Cigar of the Year number three. That also was the highest rating uh, cigar that we ever received. I love box press cigars, square press yep. cigars, and just the feel of this cigar. Mm -hmm. It just in your hand, it's got a solid feel. Yeah, really looking at it, and that has been just a. I mean, I love the even the name. You've got the uh, V660 Carb Six. Right. All right. You've got. Um, let me take a look here because I wanted to pull up all the different listings here because the, the V554 camshaft, you've got the V642 piston, the V450 spark plug, the V770 big block. So you've got all these named after something to do with the engine. And even as I look at this ashtray, it looks like part of an engine. Very unique. Again, uh, you think you're going to have something special uh, with every cigar you release, and it, you just hope and you pray that the tobacco gods, this is going to be the line that's going to set you apart from everybody else. And uh, so I remember uh, going to the uh, trade show with uh, uh, the Flathead series, and they say, you know what? We don't know. And so we got together and started to sell. And everybody, what is this? What is this? I need some. I need some, I need some. And it just took off like fire. So uh, thank you, uh, because uh, without the fans of CEO uh, accepting the cigar, uh, it would never uh, you know, be as popular today as it is. It is the number one selling cigar for a general cigar. It's the number one selling. We'll continue our Cigar Masters conversation with CAO Master Blender and Ambassador Rick Rodriguez. Stand by. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave.
Becoming a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club gives you the experience of getting three fantastic cigars every month shipped to you. For April 2020, we feature the Davidoff C.A.B. Collection. The C standing for Camacho Ecuador. Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Brazilian Matafina binder, and intense, bold, tangy cigar. The A stands for the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, the first box press cigar in the Avo portfolio, medium to full-bodied with complex richness. And the B stands for the Back-to-Back Connecticut, a mild-bodied cigar, boutique beauty with a Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. The Camacho Ecuador, the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, and the Back-to-Back Connecticut. Part of the April 2020 Davidoff CAB collection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, Join the Officers Club now. $22.95 per month. You get three great cigars shipped to you. Join now. CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club and join and be part of the exclusive club. Hi, I'm Rocky Patel. After 15 years of hard work, I'd like to introduce you to the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. This cigar showcases a beautiful, oily Habano wrapper from Ecuador. Fillers from Esteli, Jalapa, and Condega make up a rich, complex, spicy taste with a lot of full flavor. The Decade, another one of our masterpieces. Made in Honduras, beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with secret fillers. It received a 95 rating, one of the highest rated cigars ever in Cigar Aficionado. This medium to full bodied cigar is rich, complex, yet elegant and well balanced. 15 years ago, they thought we'd never make it in the business. 10 years ago, they thought we'd never last. Five years ago, they started paying attention. Now, we're right where we belong, in your hand. So enjoy the 15th anniversary and the decade these cigars will deliver. it straight from the horse's mouth. More of our Cigar Master Series, only on the Cigar Dave Show. Our Cigar Master Series continues with Rick Rodriguez, the master blender and ambassador of CAO Cigars. Rick, the we left off talking about the CAO Flathead, a huge, huge hit for you. What are the price points of those cigars? Those are beefy cigars. Those yeah, are not so, for the faint of heart. No, uh, it's going to be uh, ranging from, I think, about seven fifty for the spark plug up to the big block would now be about uh, $11. $11. Now, I've got a V19 in my hand. That is limited done? That's done. That's it's done. gone. Yeah, that's done forever, too. Yeah. Gone forever. Yeah. And again, this is a Toro size, but because it's that square pressed. It's amazing. It's got a different feel. Almost feels uh, like a bigger cigar. We sold out uh, the first day. Uh, you know, the uh, show lasts about uh, uh, three and a half days. Uh, we sold out of that uh, in one day. The other cigar we're uh, uh, sampling is the, uh, the Bull Neck. It's a series from the uh, Steel Horse. And the Steel Horse is a series uh, kind of... Um, not uh, replacing Flathead. Uh, when I'm doing a, my events, uh, a lot of guys and girls were saying, you know, you're talking about Flathead. You're talking to truck guys and car guys. Uh, we're bike guys. And I said, what do you mean you're bike guys? 
uh, we need a cigar because I, I know the Flathead series is very popular with the guys that are, love cars and trucks. But uh, you, did you realize that Harley Davidson introduced a Flathead engine before Ford did? Uh, not being a bike guy, I said, no, I never realized that. Do some research. And so we knew that we want to extend the line called Flathead, uh, but we didn't want to introduce another size because there are, you know, already we had five sizes. So what do we want to do? You know what? Let's go back to the fans or ask them for this. They want something true to them, the bikers. So if you look at the Flathead uh, Steel Horse series, it's all relating to bikes. Well, this is a massive cigar, Rick. I mean, this is, I mean, this is like holding a giant lead pipe in your hand, all right? And if you gave this to a dame and put batteries in it, look out. It'd be very dangerous <laughs> or pleasurable, one of the yep. two. Yep. But this is, I mean, this thing, this looks like a bigger than a 60 ring gauge. Uh, that is a, a 60. Yes, it's but 60. It look, yep. almost yep. looks like about a 70 yep. ring gauge. It's, it's amazing, uh, you know, when it's, uh, you know, a brown cigar, not a box press right. cigar. It just looks bigger. Yeah. That's and, and give me the flavor profile on this. That is going to be a little bit lighter in body uh, for the uh, the Vans, uh, the uh, uh, Flathead series. Because we thought if you're going to be a bike guy and you're going to smoke a cigar, especially that large ring gauge, you don't want to be dizzy. You know, we wanted to uh, take the body uh, kind of down, not up for this series. So, uh, again, it is very popular. Uh, if you just look at this, uh, the, uh, the uh, wrapper, uh, it's beautiful. But I think it's a, a true medium body. Sometimes the, uh, the Flathead series can do uh, a full body to, uh, you know, a medium plus body uh, cigar. Rick, as you look back 10 years... Look to the next 10 years or however may long you're going to be brand ambassador and master blender. Where do you see, you're always experimenting, do you have some new tobaccos or new unique blends, sizes, shapes that you're already working on? You know what, uh, my challenge for the next 10 years is uh, to be able to work uh, with the FDA and uh, what right. they're going to allow us to do. The, uh, the good news is uh, they're concentrated on the seed, and uh, they don't really care where that seed is grown. So when we heard that, we were so excited because they don't, I don't know, they don't understand or realize if you took a seed from uh, your growing in Connecticut and planted that seed in Honduras, it's going to be a dead for tobacco. And so we can do that. So my challenge for the next 10 years is adapting to the new rules of this game and uh, being able to deliver new experience, sometimes using old blends. Uh, right. But uh, we can have enough room to play because we can grow through the backwoods in different locations and we can use different primings too. So if I had a cigar that uh, we want to uh, kind of play with that was maybe made in two, you know, 1970 uh, that was using Vlado and Seiko. Now we can use Seiko and Lajero or just Lajero. And you can say, this is XYZ. Smoke this and smoke our new version. Is it totally different? Night and day. Absolutely. Well, I think the FDA has bigger, more important issues they have to yeah. deal with right now rather than those of us that enjoy cigars who are adults, not consumed by kids, not marketed to uh, children. 
FDA should stick to more important issues right now. Rick Rodriguez, longtime friend, brand uh, ambassador, as well as master blender for CAO. As always, I appreciate you joining us on our Cigar Masters series and continued success. And I hope we get to enjoy many great cigars, libations into the future. One of my great friends, Rick Rodriguez. I appreciate you joining us, Rick. Thank you so much for the time, Dave. Always a spectacular time sharing conversational maneuvers and a cigar libations with Rick Rodriguez, Master Blender, brand ambassador of CAO Cigars. Hope you enjoyed the Cigar Masters series this hour. Next week, we will have part two of our Cigar Masters conversation with Rick as we unveil some new cigars from CAO. You will be the first in the nation to hear about it. Stay safe this week. Stay away from the Chinese Wuhan virus enemy. Keep enjoying your cigars and libations. Throw a steak on the grill. we got to get through it. We shall get through it stronger. Cigar Dave the General saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delicatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Keep America great. Screw the enemies of pleasure and screw the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs>